Rough Trade is giving away a third of the first three months of the Rough Trade Club plus new music membership exclusively to 101 Part-Time Jobs listeners. Become a member of Rough Trade Club New Music and you'll receive the Rough Trade Album of the Month straight to your door every month on an exclusive vinyl pressing with bonus material. Club members have received exclusive pressings of albums from Sufjan Stevens, Sprints, The Last Dinner Party, English Teacher and Over Mono, just to name a few, this past year alone. Sign up using the promo code CLUB101POD and you'll get Rough Trade's Album of the Month, Camera Obscura's Look to the East, Look to the West for a third of the usual price. By signing up, you'll be getting Rough Trade's exclusive issue of the album on opaque purple in a gatefold sleeve plus a bonus CD containing five demos. Don't want the album of the month but still want all the benefits? Sign up to the standard tier using Club 101 Pod and you'll still get the first month free. You'll also get free shipping on all orders, 10% off at the bar and on secondhand vinyl in store and exclusive access to sold out Rough Trade events. So don't hang around. Head to roughtrade.com slash club and sign up with the code CLUB101POD. That's CLUB101POD and claim money Money off Rough Trade's album of the month today. This offer is for UK residents only. Do you play in bands? I did for the longest time. And I wish that I knew that DistroKid was a thing. I don't even think it existed back then. DistroKid makes music distribution fun and easy with unlimited uploads and artists keep 100% of your royalties and earnings. A million plus artists rely on DistroKid to get their music on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, TikTok, Tidal, Instagram, and all the major streaming services. When you get DistroKid, you can see a DistroKid bank and withdraw your earnings. You get notified when you've earned royalties and you can withdraw via the app. And you can even check your streaming stats on Spotify Spotify and Apple. Get 30% off your first year on DistroKid by going to distrokid.com slash VIP slash 101pod. 30% off for your first year. That's not bad. We know it's a tough world out there. Why don't you make it easier for yourself? And to get 30% off that free year as an artist where you get 100% of your royalties and earnings, go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash 101pod. All right, stay with me. I'll be right back after this. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, you're listening to 101 Part-Time Jobs, where I ask bands about the jobs they've had between tours and making records. On today's episode, Eads, 
whose album Delusions Free is one of my favourites of the year. You can catch him in August. That is next month now. Birmingham on the 7th, Edinburgh on the 8th, Glasgow on the 9th, Birkenhead on the 26th of August, Sheffield on the 24th. And then if you fancy going to Rotterdam to Left of the Dial Festival at the end of October, here's Eads on 101 part-time jobs. Go well. Cheers. I'm told that Think about how much money people spend rehearsing. Yeah, everybody wants to rehearse from five till nine as well. That's like everybody, no matter what capacity you play music to, that's when everyone wants to rehearse after work. You got to fight some people to get there. Yeah, yeah. It's very people put months in advance. Like, what do we pay? We pay like forty quid for three hours. I think that's pretty yeah. standard, isn't it? Yeah. If you're rehearsing three times a week, it does like add up. You know, you, you're doing. It's like a, a, an extra cost that you've got to yeah. put into the whole thing. <laughs> or in previous bands, have you, you've, how many hours do you reckon you've racked up? Oh, God. In, in practice rooms. Impossible to say. I mean, we, most of us have been in like 10 plus bands each. Right. Uh, yeah, it's probably the same for Harry. And I'm guessing you, Sam. I've been in like... Yeah, probably like six, seven. This this is this band Eads definitely rehearses more than any other band I've been in. We used to rent our lockup off Sam. I used to rent a lockup because I was using it for rehearsing um in another band I was in. Um and it was like a split, kind of like a communal lockup. There was an artist there and then there was another band, um, and then there was my band. And then I um over lockdown started using it for like other projects and then so I wasn't in Le- in Eads um, over because I joined later on. So these guys were actually rehearsing in the lockup. So we did like a monthly thing where they would pay, I think it was like £100 a month and they could rehearse as much as they wanted. See, by that point, you're already kind of like organising your life around this stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's our whole lives have been organising our life around the music. Delusion Spree is so fucking good. It's so much fun. Thank you very much. Came out in March. Well, it's kind of a. I always wonder that that period of time between because you got you got the album tour and kind of everything is sort of geared up and wrapped around that. I wonder what it's like when that when that tour ended. Yeah, back to life, back to reality. I actually lost my job doing the album tour. Speaking of part-time jobs, oh no! Because not only was I using sick days to do the tour before that with Lancaster, I only got two weeks holiday left for our, our tour that was three weeks. So the end of it was all sick days. And they just clocked on and it became quickly apparent that I was going to get fired the next time I went in. <laughs> so I just had to leave. But that's the discipline, Giles. That's what it takes. <laughs> so you left before you before you could give him a You didn't give him a chance. They gave him the option. My manager, you either leave today or when you next come in, you will get fired. So they gave him the option of leaving or getting fired. So he... See, I think there's a duality to that because on one hand, it's like, well, yeah, you know, you, you made a choice, you made a decision, you probably made it a while, you know, you might have checked out of it. Oh, yeah. It, it mentally it a while ago. But on one side, it's like, ah, oh, fuck, what are you, you know, it's actually quite sad. I yeah. At least I feel like, and I've been sacked from quite a few jobs and there is still a, a little part where I like a part of me that wants to cry a little bit, you know, because <laughs> it's sad. I definitely wanted to cry when I saw the the paycheck at the end of the month. 
because I had to leave, I didn't get paid any of my holiday pay and they didn't pay me for the sick days that I took because they cottoned on. So I did not make as much as I thought. They so took I was, your rights away from you. That's it. I was scrambling for a job. And luckily, thanks to Sam, he helped me out with this. Uh, I got a job, well, potentially have a job at a pasta place. A pasta or pasty? Pasta, a pasta. Called Sato. It's like a, a fancy pasta restaurant. Maybe nice. Wonderful pasta. What's the situation? Um, I've got a trial shift on Friday and it's all looking positive. Here we go. And, and they're very good with like flexibility, aren't they? They're yeah, sad. that's what I need. Because I was working at Zara before that and you have X amount of holidays. And if you have a, like a ridiculously big gig come in, there's nobody there that's like, oh, we understand how big that is for you. Of course you can do that. They are just like, they have to be by the book. Like, no, you have X amount of holidays. You can't book it in now. You either just, you have to just not do the gig or quit the job. Do you think you're at peace with it? Yeah, I made my peace with that a long time ago. Because life would be easier if we, I could just stay in one job and not have to work around going to gigs like every single week and coming into the manager and telling them that, that yeah, I can't do next week for this reason. It's a really big deal. All that stuff. And keeping jobs would be a nice, nice thing. Because I've done loads of jobs now. I've worked in bars, retail. I've been a car parking assistant. I've been a chef. I worked in a factory four months ago. Yeah, you have done that. I've done a lot of jobs now. And I just constantly have to leave because there's constantly something else that comes up that work just won't let you do. For me, it's been... I mean, I've kind of been lucky in, so I, I when I finished uni, uh, I went and worked in a bar and I, I uh, worked, you know, various restaurants as a chef. Um, but then I got into like the function scene, you know, playing, playing music, you know, covers in, in, um, at weddings basically. Um, and that I was kind of able to work everything around that because you are self-employed, but the, the difficulty comes when obviously you have to take that work in order to afford things like rent and then um, an original gig comes up, which is like an important original gig. And then you're trying to balance like, okay, I do need that extra few hundred quid to cover my rent, but this is a huge deal, a huge gig. Um, you know, and sometimes I've in this band, I've had to say, look guys, I'm, we can't do that gig because realistically, if I don't get paid any money, then I can't afford rent, then I'm going to be stressing. So it's finding the balance between especially at the moment where we've got, we've just got a booking agent and so gigs are coming in thick and fast. Yeah. It's kind of like trying to work out. I'm going to get some good stuff now. Yeah. And it's, and like, you know, and with weddings and stuff, it's, 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 they've been booked in, in advance, you know, so I, I know my schedule for these weddings, but it's kind of like balance. It's just finding a balance. Um, and I, I do a lot of other stuff as well. Like, I mean, I'm working in a restaurant um, in Leeds tomorrow I kind of do multiple different things to jack of all trades. Yeah. Cause then, I mean, also for me, I don't get bored of stuff. Like I, I quite like being able to do lots of different stuff. It's like, uh, it's like nice not having to just kind of go back to the same place all the time. So I do have that luxury, but it's taken a while to, and of course you started a wonderful business yourself. I'm well, I'm trying to start a, a business doing van conversions. They're actually amazing. They're very good. Yeah. So I, during lockdown, I, I mean, obviously, lockdown was a pretty heavy hitter for a lot of people. So, I mean, I, I mean, for the function and the wedding scene, and being a self-employed musician, they, it was like no work basically. Um, yeah. 
but lucky enough, I you know got the self employment grants. Um, yeah, I was able to go on universal credit, and that was a huge help. So I invested. Um, just I managed to invest like a bit of my savings and money that I'd saved up into this um, into a van conversion. So I started doing basically bought a panel van, like a big empty van, um, and then did it up over lockdown. That's an incredibly proactive thing to do. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was, I don't, I mean, I, I, I think I've, I don't even know how I thought, how I got to the, the idea of it. I think I was having a conversation with somebody and it felt like it was a safer way to, where to put my money. Because, you know, everyone's thinking, oh, how can I invest this money? How can I find something which is going to, you know. So I, I did it and I had, I, it was, it was great fun. Um, I just watched loads of YouTube videos and learned loads of skills. Like, luckily my dad had tools that I could borrow. Um. But yeah, I mean, I, there was a lot of things that went fucking wrong, but then it ended up going really, by the end of it, it was great. Um, and I sold it um, and made a, made a good amount of money on it. And that was a really nice, yeah, it was, it was really good. And then I got Did a client from doing that one. So it's kind of starting to snowball a little bit. The first one I did took me, oh God, it must have taken me a year and a half. Um, that's quite well, a long time isn't it yeah it wasn't full time it was it was because I was getting money through and it was like I couldn't afford to do the part until I got this money through so I was kind of like oh universal credit I'm going to spend 200 quid of this universal credit on on this thing for the van um, it got to the end and then I started going back to work and I managed to finish it as things started to open up again and then I got um, which it was quite a big van so this was like a, a it was Peugeot Boxer a big van but then someone approached me who had a smaller van, and it only took me two months to do that next van. Wow! Yeah, you must have to do everything. You must fly by. Well, the the great the great thing was with this the second one I did is that the the guy was funding everything, so there was no stop or start. It was like, here you go. What do you need to buy? And I was just like, this, 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 this. And he was like, okay. And then you know he just gave me the money to buy it all. It was all there, and I could put it in. Um, People who are buying those conversions, those camper vans, are people who have money, right? Like yeah. people who have stable jobs and have done pro- exactly. presumably for quite a long time, and they want to spend it on something nice for themselves. Yeah, exactly, exactly that. And so they're prepared to to spend a lot of money because I mean they're not cheap, especially after lockdown. They became you know it was like a huge trend in it. Everyone was getting them because of I mean all the flight, the problems with flying to places and yeah. this whole staycation thing. So, I mean, so far it's been, I mean, it's, I've got, like, I'm now I'm looking to kind of expand it a little bit. I'm looking for additional work, but it was, it, what's lovely about it is I'd still be self-employed. So it, working this around the music would be a really ideal situation until, you know, until, well, potentially, and hopefully we get to the stage where we actually are just living from the music. Clearly, you're a bit of an entrepreneur looking at what's working, right? What Looking at what people are really willing to spend money on, what looking at what you can afford to start it up. It just, it felt like for me, I didn't have to invest a huge amount of money, but it felt like if I put enough work into that van, even if I only broke, broke even, from that I would learn maybe the skills which could, you know, work for the next van. Um, and... It just so happened that the time that I decided to sell it was probably the most perfect time it could like have ever needed to be sold. Um, which was right about right. maybe two or three months before everything opened. 
So it was kind of That's like great, isn't it? Isn't it? I put it up for sale and I sold I'd sold it within a week. Um Yeah, it, I mean it was I remember being like, What the fuck, it's gone. Like this this girl messaged me and it was within I mean the advert had been up on I used something called Quirky Campers, which is like kind of more bespoke camper vans rather than going on like eBay or other other selling platforms. And within half an hour this girl had messaged me and she'd come to view it the day after and then yeah, it was sold by the week later. It is a great idea. There's a lot of young professionals wanting to live out a hippie dream. I mean, when a lot of bands go on their first tour, I mean, I don't, I'm not sure if a lot of bands actually, you know, I think they end up losing money because you're paying for fuel and you're you're getting these, these gig fees which are not really covering enough of anything. You know, if you're paying accommodation for five people in, in London, and the fee is a hundred quid. It's like, but what we were what we were finding is is that the merch we were selling. So you know we we would we were doing we were still getting a smaller fee, but we might be doing three hundred pounds on merch. And even our, our, our home show in Leeds, we did over seven hundred pounds. And it's like you kind of start to realise that you know it's not just the money. The money doesn't come from just playing shows and getting loads of streams. It is like the products you are selling is, is a huge part of it. And I think for us, I mean, I, I was definitely became more aware of that. We broke even on the tour, which I think is like quite a, a good that's, thing. That's a hard achievement. For yeah, for, 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 a first, for a first tour. It was your first tour? Yeah, yeah, that was the first one, yeah. And we broke even, which, you know, it's obviously sounds like that's what you should be doing, but I think it's, that's, it's quite a, a good thing. Um, it's such an underpaid, like, industry for the artists. Okay. Well, I was going to say, you, you hear all, all the time, like any companies that start, all these massive companies, you read about how they're in debt for the first 10 oh, years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's sort of like the world we live in, in a way. Yeah, and it's exactly the same with bands. I wouldn't be surprised if most big bands now were in debt for like 10 years. I suppose that is what a record deal is. In the function scene, so obviously playing live music at weddings, it is like the complete opposite. So it's like we're doing a, we do a gig um, I mean, the wedding industry, obviously, the people are pumping thousands and thousands and thousands of money of their own money into it for this like big special day. But it's like we do a gig, a headline show in Leeds, you know, and we, we do 300 people, nearly sold out gig, and, you know, we'll get like £250 for, for five people playing a show. Whereas we, I can go and play a wedding and it's sometimes £400 per person. And it's like yeah. crazy. The just the Insane. those two industries. Are, you're still playing live music, but you're playing somebody else's songs and getting paid five, six times the amount. Sounds like it requires like a lot of a lot of patience, or at least like sort of knowing, like knowing why you're doing it. Oh yeah, yeah. you got it. Yeah. Well, it's not. We're not. You're not, you're not doing it for the money, are you? Really? We're not. We're, we're doing it because it's we love it. It's great fun, um, and I, th- I think that's probably one of the reasons why people stick it out is because obviously there's the, the dream, oh, you can make money from this, but it is when you've been doing it for your whole life, it's just become something which you, you want to do even more and even more and even more. As yeah, it's so like woven with everyday life now for all of us probably that you kind of just accept not getting paid much because that's what, that it just is your life, which we love. And it's like small, small things are, are like a big deal. We're supporting Pond 
I think we get paid. I mean, obviously, again, okay. and it's more, it's more about it's like, wow, that's actually massive. That's like a huge, a, a huge win for us. Like another step in the right direction, and you just start to see these things, and they, everything feels good, and they keep snowballing, and things get bigger, and yeah, that's why we, I kind of I think we all feel like that right now at the moment. Those moments must feel like ecstasy. They're like, oh, we made this. We did yeah, this. Absolutely. Because also there's like a lot of like background stuff where it is just grafting and or just like sitting in a van hungover and sweaty for hours just to get to another sound check and writing for hours and rehearsing for hours just for the little wins like every month or so. That's like a big, big win to us. It is, yeah, it makes it completely worth it when we get stuff through like that having an album and a first tour around the same time that's that's a lot going on in in a couple of months yeah. how 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 are you able to sort of plan next year or well we're trying to do that at the moment actually we've been we've had a meeting with our label about the the next album and that's ongoing because we're going to be looking at do, using a an exterior producer because the first album was all recorded uh, and produced by Harry and Dan who mix and produce together uh, Harry mixed it the recording together and now we're going to be looking to work with a producer but that means different things to do with the way that the budget is spent has to be thought about uh very clearly so that's going to take a while to really like uh, work out the logistics of all that um but you know it's just amazing to have an album out it's just mad like uh, sam was in you were in hmv the other day and you found it yeah i was i went into hmv and i was just like that's huge. Oh, it's huge that we're in HMV. Yeah, you got this album. It's uh, by a band called Eads, Delusion Spree. And she was like, uh, yeah, we do. It's over in the, the E section. And I was like, yes, uh, like trying to find this in. album. You've got to take a photo with yeah. it. It's over in that dusty section over there where no one buys <laughs> the album. What other moments that have happened that you can kind of like immediately think, fucking yes, that was a that was a nice, that was a rewarding feeling? For me, it was ending the first tour first album tour at Brudenell Social Club um, which we pretty much sold out I think we were a couple tickets off selling out but like walking off stage like firstly walking out on stage and seeing the full room because I've been I'm from Leeds and my whole life I've just idolised that venue I grew up seeing the Cribs there and then watching the Cribs play that that room on YouTube a million times yeah to actually stand on the stage and do it myself and to be headlining with like best mates in a re- a band that I absolutely love being in. It was that was it's that just was great like seeing people amazing. like sing the songs. Like it's like you see people and it's like, you know, yeah. these random people you've never seen before and they're singing the songs that your the band that you're in has made. And it's like I know it's just yeah. like a nice thing, isn't it? It's like Yeah, that was just one of the special gigs. There's a good photo of us after completely sweaty, like passed out on a sofa. What's nice as well is like you. I mean, I've I've been I've been in various different bands throughout the throughout the year. Like I was in after uni, and then had a a project of my own. And it really feels like when you're doing these things, like you're actually on the road and you're playing show after show after show um, in front of crowds of people. Because you know you kind of get used to playing when you when you're doing other shows like oh yeah we'll play this gig and it's like oh you're playing a support slot and there's like five people there or something like that mm. but you know we were actually getting crowds of people in these places who had come down to see us they were asking us to like sign stuff um, it's kind of it's surreal really it's to us yeah it's foreign to us that yeah 
Especially yeah. like a place like Bristol, which is just miles away. And we had 280 people get tickets before we got there. That's so good. Mad to us. We just feel like we're still like brand new. Fresh out the womb, we are. Do you feel like you're ready to like take that on and live up to whatever you feel that kind of entails? 100%. It's taken too long to get to this point already. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we better be ready. Really I, I, I also don't think it's something that you just... I mean, I don't know if you can be ready for it. I think you just want it and you just go with it, if that makes sense. You just kind of, every moment that comes, because I don't think people really expect as they get bigger, like, I don't know if people actually know what it's like until you get reached that stage, if that makes sense. Well, you're always looking behind, right? You're always looking back being like, oh, that happened. Yeah. You just, you just, it just seems like you just- It happens so slowly that you have to look quite far back to be like, oh, this stuff happening now is quite weird, considering I was there two years ago. Right. Yeah. Rather than it right. being surprising you, it just happens very gradually, very slowly. And we're only at the start of any of that. It, it feels like we're, yeah, we're kind of like the tip of the iceberg, but we've still got quite a lot of momentum like coming off the back of the tour and just certain things. Like now we've got the booking agent, so like gig yeah. opportunities just fly, flying in. Like we, we're playing our first shows in Europe in October. Um, and it's just it's kind of like surreal things. Like what you, you know, when you're like growing up, like I want to be in a band. I want to do that. That's, yeah. this is what you, this is what you wanted when you were. Yeah. I always dreamed of like just traveling uh, and being able to do that with, by playing music. And that's actually starting to yeah. happen. Yeah. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I remember bands, local bands from where I was from going on their MySpace and they would have, you know, you'd be scrolling down their MySpace page and you'd be like scrolling and scrolling and scrolling through these dates being like, wow, like fuck's sake. Like I need to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. That's the dream. Just having having dates on the calendar is is the dream. Because that's not easy. Just just to start a band and get gigs is just hard as it is. Thanks so much for being up for doing this. Oh, yeah, no problem. It's been a lot of fun. Like I said, I love the album. It's got such a wicked sound to it. And knowing that it's self-produced, with, with, with the next thing, you know, thinking about having a producer and, and thinking about uh, structuring the album in, in that way, in terms of the way you're making it, is it going to be like demoing the whole time and sending it to the producer? How involved are you going to ask that producer to be? What's the feeling on that? We've already demoed it. It's already fully demoed. Yeah. Um, like Harry has pretty gone to town on it, hasn't he? Um, so he's got the full dem- demo. So it's just kind of, it, the main thing is just coming up with the right way to approach like, like we mentioned before, I guess with the budget, we've actually just applied for this. Uh, there's like a PRS momentum fund. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, uh, there's going to be a lot of bands applying for it. But if we did get that, that would be huge. It, it would mean that we can focus on kind of getting the producer that we want in, um, 
and just being a bit like more free and not having to worry about like you know um if we need a certain amount of days we need to finish everything within those days and we need to yeah um so if i mean that comes in i mean i think the label will be super happy as well because it they've been talking about like the other side of it like the marketing um and all that and yeah and you want to put money into that right obviously exactly. smart smart money or money smart I yeah mean, exactly I suppose, but still that's money yeah so so who's the dream producer i've got to ask <laughs> well we've not got anything confirmed right now um uh, who do you like to, who do you like to do it i'm sure if if they heard this they wouldn't mind a girl called danielle who did wonder horses album recently and we think we're thinking about that and we spoke to Ross Orton recently at a gig, and he is. Uh, we're talking to him about possibly doing it with him. Nothing's confirmed yet. That would be amazing if we did do it with him. Uh, he did the AM by Arctic Monkeys. He did the Fall. He did Yard Act. Um, I mean, we played. Uh, we were on a tour. Did a few dates with a band called Go Express. Um, yeah. And he came down to one of the shows, and um, I think Tom and Harry got chatting to him. Um, he was really into it, and we had a meeting with him. Was it yesterday we had a meeting with him? Uh, two years ago. So we had a meeting with him, and basically he wants to come down. He's going to come down to rehearsal next week. Um, so there's nothing is confirmed, but yeah, we we I think we'd like to do a we'd like to do one of the demos with him just to see if uh, how how we all work together. You know what this what it comes out like. Um, cool working men's club. Yeah, MIA tricky yeah, yeah, yeah. from from Bristol. Yes, yeah. pretty uh, nice. pretty big names on his yeah. his card. Um, I think just being able to go into a studio though, and like, you know, because I mean, it was recorded themselves. They, these guys. I mean, I wasn't in the band when this first album was recorded. Yeah, we just booked a cottage in the Yorkshire Dales and took all of our gear with us and spent fifteen days there. I think what and recorded. Yay. Yeah, recorded 17 songs. I think it was 17 or 15. Can't remember. Yeah, um, it was, it was sounds a like a lot of fun. I was drunk the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> There's a documentary we've just released, actually, um, that I started a video most of the time we were there and left with like 20 hours of footage that Harry then edited. <laughs> I can't watch it now because it's like when if you go on a night out and you see loads of Instagram stories of yourself, <laughs> the amount of cringe you get from that, it's that times a hundred because it's an hour long of me just shouting at the camera and stuff. But if, but if you guys want to watch it, yeah, it's, it's on YouTube. It's on YouTube. It's called Explo- What's it called? Exposed Exploration: The Making of Delusion yeah. Three. That's exactly it. Just type nice. it. I'm sure it'll come up. Yeah, it's 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 a good a good watch. Um, it's not it's not a good watch. It's a watch. It's <laughs> <laughs> it is. There's great moments in it. There's some, yeah. It's it's good for us. I don't know how it is for everyone else. It's kind know. of you know. Have you watched the 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 Beatles documentary Get Back? Yeah, yeah. It's exactly course, yeah. like that. It's. <laughs> <laughs> well, cheers. Thank you so much. Thank you, Giles. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having us. So there was Eads on 101 part-time jobs. I'm going to get the train down to 2,000 trees. Like I said, those 2023 tickets are on sale now at 20% the price. Go and snap them up. Is Cox Barra. I've been working all day for me mate on the side. Been running around like a blue-ass fly. I've been working, yeah, I've been working all day for me mate. Every bleeding minute I've been on the go.
This is a Mighty Moon Media Podcast. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.